Welcome to LJN Radio, where you can find all of your favorite employment-related shows. My name is Katie Chesney, and on Technically Speaking, we explore the latest social media trends, discover the hottest technology jobs in the market, and give you helpful tips and tricks for using social media. Today's show is Social Etiquette, and we'll be talking with an expert on the proper etiquette for job seekers on social media platforms. Jody Smith, our guest, is the president and owner of Mannersmith, where she is an etiquette consultant specializing in social and professional conduct. Jody, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and your work history? Sure. My background is actually in human resources, and that's how I got into the field of etiquette. I saw so many people who were smart individuals, who had fabulous degrees, who were good at doing their jobs who weren't getting the promotions they wanted, who weren't getting the clients they wanted, who weren't getting the bonuses they wanted. And I would talk to them for a little while, and then I would talk to their managers and their peers and occasionally even their clients. And what came across time and time again were these were bright individuals. They were good at doing their jobs, but they were having a hard time doing their jobs with other people. And so I started giving etiquette training seminars, only we never called it etiquette training because no one wants to sign up for etiquette. I called it things like, new skills for emerging leaders. Mm-hmm. And as I moved on from one company to the next, my old companies would call me up to do these programs. And so I thought, you know what? There's a little business here. Sure. Great. Well, that sounds like an awesome way to get started in this. How has your background in HR helped you kind of teach others the proper etiquette for in the business? Absolutely. Well, I think the, the biggest thing to remember with etiquette is that it's so situationally specific. Mm -hmm. And so a background in human resources also involves a lot of psychology. And you can read about a theory, a description in a textbook, but you always have to modify things once you see what's going on in real life. And it's the same way with etiquette. You can say, this is what happens, but you always have to be on the lookout for what's the situation, what else is happening. So I'll give you a really quick, for example, so, for example, last weekend, I was at a beautiful luncheon. It was absolutely gorgeous. Okay. There were platters in the middle of the table, of centerpieces of little tiny pedophore desserts, little cookies, little meringues, little uh, all sorts of treats and sweets. Sounds delicious. <laughs> oh, so yummy. So normally, etiquette would say you would never start eating dessert until after you've had your lunch. But because of a variety of different factors, the speaker was late, somebody else went long. We sat from noon until two before we were even served the lunch. Mm-hmm. And so in that situation, at about 1.30, when you're starting to keel over from lack of sugar, right. it's okay to have a little bit of the dessert that's on the table so that you can finish listening to the luncheon speaker before you're called up to the buffet. Mm-hmm. So with etiquette, it's about understanding what the guidelines are, but then applying them, which is really what HR is about, understanding what the theories are but then figuring out how to apply them. So can you walk us through a little bit what a typical day looks like for you or when you go to teach a group of people, what does that look like? How does your classroom setting work? For sure. Well, I, I love this question you sent it to me because I, I wish I had a typical day. In fact, when people ask me about the world of etiquette and they, they're looking for a, a nine-to-five job, mm-hmm. if you want a nine-to-five job, this is not the right job for you. Every day is a little bit different for me. But okay. uh, I, I can categorize it into two basic things. So either I'm in the office, and if I'm in the office, I turn on the computer, I download my email, I check my Mannersmith Facebook page, I check my Mannersmith Twitter account, I also go through and check what's going on in the news, what happens to be trending that day, see if there's anything that touches upon etiquette that I should be hitting upon. Okay. Um, if I'm with a client, it's 
totally different. When I'm with a client, no matter what's going on on social media, I am completely and totally focused on the client, which means getting to their location, looking at the venue, making sure the room is set up, greeting people as they're coming in the door, and then giving a a presentation. Mm -hmm. Well, that sounds like a great setup. So you mentioned that you work with social media. That's one of the first things you do when you come into your office and you sit down. So how do you use social media in your job? Um, I use it a couple of different ways. So one of the ways is just to see what's going on out there, what's trending, what's of interest to people. So right now we happen to be in New England in uh, a heat wave. So Mm -hmm. uh, the different things that can go on in terms of office attire. When it gets this hot, almost all bets are off. You know, people stop wearing the suits and the the ties and the, the heels and the hose to the office because it is just so hot. But understanding that even if it's still hot out, you still need to dress appropriately. So I might be watching to see what other people are tweeting. I'm looking at Instagram to see if people are putting up, you know, professional but cool um, to see what's happening. Mm -hmm. As well as if I've been quoted, if I've been on somebody's radio show and it's up online, I will then put that out there so that my clients and other people who follow me are able to, to take advantage of that. Awesome. So when you're, you know, out there checking to see what's going on in social media, what are some of the biggest etiquette mistakes that people make? Ah, the the two, my two top, that top pet peeves with uh, social media is first outing other people's news. And by that, I mean, if I hear you've gotten a promotion or that you've quit your job or that you've gotten engaged or anything like that, I'm not going to put up a congratulations to you on any of your social media until you've posted something yourself. Right. I need to understand that you might have told me or I might have heard about it, but you might not have told other people who need to know mm-hmm. before the entire uh, Twitterverse happens to hear that. So no sharing other people's news and good or bad without the person tweeting or putting and posting on Facebook or posting on Instagram themselves. Okay. So that's number one. And the number two is the oversharing of minutia. So by that, I mean, yes, you know, if you have a fabulous meal every once in a while, great, tell us about it. But don't tell me what you eat every single day. Or if you had a really great run or you just did a 5K and you had a great time, absolutely, by all means, post it. But don't post your time every single morning. I don't need to hear that. So, uh, you know, a cute picture of your cat. I love seeing people's animals or babies every once in a while, but not every single day. Right. So how can this kind of negative behavior affect an individual's chance of getting a job if they're actively looking? Because a lot of times these days, employers will go to social media and they'll look up their candidates and see what's going on on their social media. So what kind of impact does that have for them? I'm so glad you asked this because this is something that I used to do when I was in human resources. One of the first things we do is go to the internet and put in the person's name or a little something we know about them, their name in their university, their name in their hometown, just to see what would pop up. And if you're posting every hour about uh, what your cat is doing, Mm -hmm. that's going to concern me as an employer. Because if you're unemployed, you should be making better use of your time. Teach yourself how to cook. Take a class. Take an internet class. um, Be out there going to networking activities. Do some philanthropic work. Um, do something. If you're sad that much time and you're not making good use of it, that's going to make me wonder when I hire you, are you still going to be somebody that I have to be on top of all the time in order to make sure you're actually doing some valuable contributing work? Right. So in other words, tone down the cat pictures and use your time effectively to do something that will contribute to your job search. Exactly. And when you do post about that, 
Mm-hmm. I just started my third week at the soup kitchen. It's wonderful to feel like I'm out there and helping the world. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure that, that people hear about that, not just about your cat. Right. So kind of to switch gears a little bit, what are the top three things that social media users can do to communicate in a professional manner? So we've talked a little bit about, you know, saying, oh, I'm volunteering at the soup kitchen. That's really great. What else can they do to kind of put themselves out there in that professional manner? So number one, and I'm sure we, you've discussed this before, is think before posting. Mm-hmm. Imagine what somebody reading this is going to think. And especially when you're job hunting, Imagine that the recruiter, the hiring manager, the CEO of the company you're interviewing with happens to see just this one tweet. What information are they going to extrapolate about you from that? So think, think, think before you post. The other thing, and I think we'll probably expand on this a little bit later, is to have boundaries between your personal posts and your professional social media. Right. So you want to make sure that there's ways that your friends and your sorority sisters can follow you. And then there's ways that you keep in touch with colleagues and other professionals. Mm-hmm. How would you recommend to, um, to separate the personal and the professional on social media? Like by creating two separate accounts or just changing your privacy settings? I, I think those are both very good starts. You definitely want to change your privacy settings and on a regular basis because a lot of the Social media outlets do update about every 14 days mm-hmm. the privacy settings, and sometimes they tweak a little, sometimes they tweak a lot, but you do want to make sure that you're keeping on top of that. Also, I recommend that you choose certain outlets, certain venues for your friends, and certain ones that are going to be professional. So mm-hmm. maybe your Twitter account and your LinkedIn account are the ones that you connect to the professional world, and Facebook and Instagram are the ones that you do for your friends and your relatives. And then keep those, those universes very separated so that if your boss or your potential boss tries to look, uh, tries to link with you on Facebook, you send them an email. Um, I'm thrilled that you'd like to link with me. I save Facebook just for my buddies. I'm sending you an invitation via LinkedIn. Great. And leave it at that. Great. That was actually my next question. So oh. in other words, you're saying, so what if, you know, what do you do when your employer or your potential employer sends a message to you on social media and they want to connect with you on social media. So you were just saying, you know, hey, thanks for connecting with me, but I reserve this especially for my personal life and my friends and family. Why don't we connect on LinkedIn instead? Is that a good way to go about that? That's the best way to do it. So you're not telling them no. You're just saying not this one. And then you take the initiative to send them the invitation to request through the one that you would like to connect with them on. Right. That is so great. And would you, what kind of platform would you recommend for that? I know LinkedIn is kind of the go-to for business. Is there a different one, like either Twitter or Facebook, that would be better for that? Um, I, I like LinkedIn as sort of your base professional platform. And then if you're still interested in doing a little bit more, then have more than one Twitter handle. So mm-hmm. you have one that you use for your professional life and one that probably is not direct name associated that you use with your personal life. And by, by not direct name associated means is that if somebody typed in Jody R.R. Smith and that's my Twitter handle for my, per, my personal use, mm-hmm. they're going to see it right away. So instead, I'm going to use like my nickname and my childhood dog's last name okay. or something totally different just for my friends so that any business person trying to look me up on Twitter isn't going to accidentally stumble upon my personal account. 
Oh, that's a great tip. So as long as we're talking about employers and employment, when after someone is hired, what do you do when your employer wants to, like, you're sitting in front of them and they're like, so, Katie, I'd like to ac- access your social media accounts. What is a good response for that? Because that's, you know, there's starting to get be laws against employers asking for that information. Like, how would you respond? The, the first question I would ask is, wow, no one's asked me that before and you're using that as a little bit of a stall tactic. Explain to me why you'd like to see it. Mm-hmm. And then listen to what they have to say. And if I have a Facebook account that is not directly name-associated or is name-associated, but I have very high privacy settings, and they're telling me, well, we want to check because if one of our clients looks you up, we want to make sure that we don't see you upside down doing, uh, you know, a, a beer funnel. Right. You can say, actually, why don't you look me up right now while we're not connected? And you'll see what pictures you can actually see of mine. Mm-hmm. In general, I don't connect to anyone professionally via my Facebook account. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then see what happens. Now, remember, I'm not an attorney, so this does get into some legal things, and I think it's still being worked out in, in many states. It is definitely uh, being worked how out. Much, yes. Yeah, as to how much that they can require of you. But I do strongly, as a human resource professional and as an etiquette professional, believe in boundaries between our personal life and our professional life. Mm-hmm. And if you've put enough security settings so that a potential client of your company cannot see pictures of you doing something inappropriate, then you should be fine as far as I'm concerned. Okay. So we've talked a lot about why, you know, methods to behave properly on social media. So let's backtrack a little bit and talk about why this is important, what benefit this gives job seekers and employers and people who are already employed. So in other words, just what is the benefit of behaving properly on social media? Well, one of the things HR people do is before they make any offers or sometimes even before they invite you in for the first interview is they will look you up. Mm -hmm. And if I have resumes for 25 people and I only have first round interview slots for 10 of them and I do a really quick, very perfunctory search on the internet and for five of them, I have pictures of them uh, dressed inappropriately at Halloween parties or doing questionable things or even just standing there holding a beer, you know, sticking their tongue out and giving the camera the finger, mm-hmm. I'm not going to call them. That's immediately going to eliminate them. So then I have the pictures, people who post pictures of themselves in caps and gowns standing next to mom and dad. I'm going to go to them first because even if they do go out and get drunk and, and make funny faces at camera for pictures, they were smart enough to make sure that the privacy settings were set in a way that I could not see them easily. And that's what I'm going to be looking for in a potential employee. So that was a great tip to provide for job seekers and people out there that are looking for jobs. Are there any other tips that you could give to kind of expand on that? Sure. I mean, just basic things like search yourself and see what pops up because you could be being vigilant and so careful but your friends could be tagging you in pictures on their account. Mm-hmm. So find out, make sure that you're not being tagged in other people's pictures with your full name. And if you are, ask your friends to take those tags down so that your employers or potential employers can't see them. Okay. And then you also want to see what else is popping up. Have you done volunteer work? Did you run in a charity 5K? Find out what is going up about you. Nowadays, with social media, each individual person suddenly becomes their own public relations firm. Mm -hmm. And you need to think strategically about 
how your forward-facing professional uh, persona is out there in the world. And if it's not positive, then it's negative. So right. you have to be in control of making sure that it's positive. Great. Well, those are some really great tips. So what's in the future for you in the industry of etiquette involving social media? Where do you see it going? You know, it's, it's interesting because the, this, this question goes beyond just the, the basic social media. In our world, in any human cultural situation, any sociological grouping of people, gossip serves a very particular function. Mm-hmm. Now, people say never gossip. Gossip is bad. I don't encourage people to gossip, but you want to listen to gossip because what people gossip about tells you what's valued in a society, right. whether that's your corporate culture at work or your just general population culture. And what you should be doing is monitoring social media to find out what the acceptable norms of behavior are versus the unacceptable norms of behavior. And as an etiquette person, I love being able to follow this because this is something that definitely changes. I like to say etiquette evolves, Mm -hmm. definitely changes over time. So for those of us in the etiquette field, we're always watching to see what's happening out there. And then in terms of my own personal business, we have a Manners for Minors division. Mm -hmm. And part of the work that we do with middle school students is not only around making sure to use a fork and knife and understanding the napkin and how to write thank you notes, but we also talk about protecting your personal persona on social media. Because what we like to say in that class is manners matter, but safety first. Right. And once you put something out there on the internet, it's out there. You're never going to be able to get it back. Right. And we want people to, to understand that, especially those tweens and early teens who are growing up in a world where social media exists and will continue to exist. Right. So can you offer any additional resources for our job seekers? Um, For job seekers around social media, I do recommend that you follow some of the more professional sites for your industry. There's always going to be different uh, organizations that are profession specific. So if you know you're a dental hygienist, follow that one. If you happen to be an accountant, follow the accountant one. Follow those. I do recommend for women, there's some very state-specific conferences like the Massachusetts Conference for Women, the Texas Conference for Women. Follow some of those because those will also give you some very valuable information. And if you like social media and or social media is going to be an important part of where your job is, you should have a professional social media account Mm -hmm. that other people can follow so that you can get your name out there in a positive way as somebody who's a a leader, a thinker in your field, so that when people do call you for interviews and they do a search on you, they can find that you are articulate and intelligent and have been posting things other than what your cat ate for breakfast that morning. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, thank you, Jody, for coming in today and giving us a wealth of information about social media etiquette. That's it today for Technically Speaking. If you want to find more employment-related shows, head over to localjobnetwork.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, email me at lgnradio at localjobnetwork.com. I'm Katie Chesney with Technically Speaking, and I'll see you next time.